Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 780. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the October surprise, because I'm picking up that October... Well, it's not just one surprise, it's a month full of surprises, and there's so much coming at us, it's hard to believe. So I'm gonna be sharing with you all that I'm seeing and everything that I think is coming at us in the month of October, some very positive, some not so positive. But overall, I think you're gonna be very surprised by what happens. But before I get to that, I wanna share with you some of our international listeners who tuned in to Be Wealthy and Smart in the last week and put us up in the charts. So we were number 12 for business and investing in Turkey. Thank you very much. We were number 42 in business and investing in Ireland. We were number 60 in the Philippines, number 63 in Portugal, and number 79 in Mexico. Thank you so much to all of our international friends and listeners, and thank you for sharing it with friends, family, multi-generational. I just love it when parents share it with their kids, when kids share it with their parents, when friends share with friends and relatives. It's just really cool. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All right, let's talk about October. Because first of all, as we're coming into the end of September and the last few trading days of September, we had many people who were caught off guard by this pullback. It was something that I actually talked about last March when I did my forecast and I talked about how after the pandemic decline, which I did not see coming, But from those lows, I had to make a forecast for the rest of the year to really get a handle on what I think was going to happen that I could foresee after that. And what I saw was that we would be in a time where the market would just continue rising. It would seem to rise for no reason. There wouldn't be any numbers that would be quoted. And so it would just go up and up and have lost all connection with what was actually happening at businesses, but that there would come a time of reckoning and that would cause the pullback. And that's actually what we've seen. We did go to all time highs as I predicted, and we are seeing a pullback that has affected mainly technology. The NASDAQ has pulled back the most, but then it was also up the most. And many insiders have been selling and locking in their gains. And I think people just have maybe some discomfort with being in the market before the election, but I'm gonna talk about why their attitude is going to change in just a minute. So while a lot of people didn't see this pullback coming, we did see this pullback coming. We talked about the reckoning with earnings and with real numbers and how there was going to have to be 
a come to reality time where we would actually get a little bit more back in line. I still see it as very casino-like. This does not feel like typical investing to me at all. It feels like we are very much in a bubble and this is really out of hand. But this pullback is bringing some people back down to earth to realize that stocks don't always go up. We do have to pay attention to real numbers, to valuation, to why a stock has a particular price. It can't just grow to the sky. Trees don't grow to the sky, neither do stocks. So this reckoning is happening in the sense that we're coming back down to reality. We're having a pullback. We've had Apple and Tesla have their big splits. And after huge run-ups and people buying into the splits, traders then started to lock in their gains. And long-term investors are left in a panic trying to figure out, do I keep my Apple and Tesla even if they go underwater or try to get out and get back in lower? Well, it's never a good idea to try to time short term like that. Once you've made a purchase, you want to be making it, first of all, for the three to five year time horizon minimum. And so if you've made a purchase and now the stock is cheaper, you should technically like it better because now it costs less. It's on sale. Warren Buffett said stocks are the only thing that people don't like when they go on sale. And that's true. So while we're having this pullback, and I know it feels scary, this to me is not the one to worry about. This was expected, it was to be seen. It was something a lot of insiders were also expecting and therefore they have sold. That is the boards of directors, senior executives of companies, they've locked in some of these incredibly high stock prices. And that's because as the election nears, they're getting a little bit more uncomfortable and wanting to just be sure that they have locked in their profits, which is fine. But here's the thing, this pullback isn't the big one. This one is just getting rid of some of the speculative excesses and it's bringing some more reality back into the market. We had gotten into that greed section when you look at the surveys of how investors were feeling. We were way, way, way far on the greed side. And now we've been brought back a little bit more to reality. Just last week on September 23rd, the AAII survey of stock market sentiment was 24.9% bullish, 29.1% neutral, and the bears were at 46%. So 46% had turned negative on the market. And that's, of course, being a contrarian, a positive indicator. You want to have more people negative on the market. That's what you need for the market to reverse and go back up. But I don't think we're going to see that until early October. I mean, yes, we're going to have sharp rallies, but I think we also have another pullback ahead before we see the final bottom in this pullback. And I have given that specific date to my VIP experience. But once we see this pullback finish, here's what I think is ahead. I think one of the October surprises is that we are going to have a market melt up because so many people are short right now, expecting that the market's going to decline that when we see that final bottom in October, the shorts are gonna get caught off guard the market is going to rally like crazy and have a sharp spike. 
And I'm going to give you some reasons for why I think that can happen and what the news is that I think will drive that. But I think we'll see a sharp spike, so sharp, that everybody will want to jump back in, which would make it even crazier before the election. And we could, once again, go to new all-time highs. So the hedge funds have been sitting out. The hedge funds have been wrong all year. These are the highly paid managers who people pay enormous fees to because they're supposed to get the market right. They're supposed to be the quote, smart money, and they've been wrong all year. So they're down double digits this year when NASDAQ was up 33% at one point. They've been down 18%, etc. So those hedge fund managers, once they see the market start to take off again, they are going to have to jump back in. They don't have a choice. They have to get positive returns for the rest of this year. They have to have a plus sign in front of their performance number by December 31st. And so therefore, when the market starts to take off and all the shorts are covering, they're going to have to cover and get into. And that means that the market is going to have a melt up before the election. So what are some of the things I think could cause that? I wanna pause for a moment and say 2020 has been a difficult year to say the least. As a business owner, being smart with your IT spending can make a big difference to your bottom line. Yet it's vital not to sacrifice or scrimp on online security. I've had several run-ins with hacking attempts, and I'm sure all of you listening have too. And that could have caused me to lose a lot. That's why Trend Micro's home network security device should be in every home. The home network security device connects to your home Wi-Fi router with an ethernet cable. Once activated, the device scans all traffic passing in and out of your network, allowing it to prevent intrusions, block hacking attempts, and web threats, as well as protect your businesses and family's privacy. It even comes with an app, so you can constantly monitor your connected devices to make sure they are as secure as possible, block malicious sites, and limit Wi-Fi time for any connected devices. It's a really simple solution that could save you so much time and especially money if you were to get hacked. Seriously, everyone should have one. Go to trendmicro.com now and use code LINDA20 and save $20 on your home network security device if you purchase today. Again, that's trendmicro.com and use LINDA20, all capital letters, L-I-N-D-A-2-0, and save $20 on your home network security device. And now back to our podcast. Well, first of all, I think a long shot, but something quite possible, is that the world holding China accountable for the virus may pay off and we may see a repercussion against China, some sort of financial maneuver against China that helps the countries who have suffered from the virus. But that's a longer shot. I think the low hanging fruit is really that we get either a vaccine or treatments that are going to make people feel much more secure about the coronavirus. And that is going to cause the market to take off. 
Remember, the airlines, hotels, cruise ships, all the travel industry has been struggling and they're still underwater and so are small companies. But once we have some kind of a treatment available, those industries and those small caps are gonna take off and they could go up quite sharply and quite quickly. So that is going to drive performance in the markets. We also have stimulus number two on the table. It's a $2.4 trillion proposal. And I'm hearing that there's all kinds of interesting things in there, such as debt forgiveness for smaller PPP loans, which would be going along with our theme of total debt forgiveness coming later this year. This is being phased in slowly, and this would go right along with that if they forgive the smaller PPP loans. I think we also are going to have another payment made to the American people. And I think that we could see direct payments made into a digital Fed account that could be something like around a $1,400 payment. We also have a resolution to cancel $50,000 in student loans. Once again, going along with my theme of debt forgiveness. So once the stimulus gets passed, and I have every confidence that it will, that again is going to create more debt, which is likely to send the precious metals higher again. And I do see silver coming back strongly and finishing the year over $30 an ounce. So roughly around 23 right now, that's a nice move up from here. And I'm still very bullish on the metals particularly in November and December. I think all of these are very positive October surprises, and these are all good things. I've also shared with you the fact that I think healthcare is going to take over leadership from technology. Now, technology has served us well for many years. It's been a 25-year boom, basically, and the FANGs have been leading that boom for the last several years. But one thing that we forget is on the horizon is that Congress has talked about looking at technology in terms of antitrust. That's right, there are antitrust charges, I think, coming for the big tech companies, particularly Google, Facebook, and Amazon. Apple has been looked at. I don't think Apple is going to have the problems that the other three are, but this article was written by Wired Magazine back in July by Roger McNamee, and it does talk about big tech, and I also have shared with you why I think there are some antitrust charges coming because the DOJ has told us they're coming, but for some reason, people are completely ignoring that, except us. And so I'm gonna talk about this article and what their opinion was, because it's kind of shocking, actually, when we read it. And we see that their opinion is that Google, Facebook, and Amazon are guilty of antitrust. And therefore, we might have charges against these three companies coming in October. And while last summer we had antitrust hearings by Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Apple, it's one person's opinion that they're almost all guilty. That is, Amazon, Facebook, and Google, he feels, have violated antitrust, but Apple has not. 
This is a Wired magazine article written by Roger McNamee back in July. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I will share with you why he thinks Google, Facebook, and Amazon have violated antitrust and Apple has not. And we'll see if the Department of Justice brings charges against any or all of these companies shortly, as they've indicated they might. So this article says, Among Google's many monopolies, those of ad tech infrastructure and web browsers do particular harm. Google is rapidly displacing the open web with a closed environment of its own making, undermining news and many other industries that depend on advertising and web traffic. Facebook has exploited its market power to crush partners and would-be competitors, limiting innovation and leaving our democracy vulnerable to extremism. Amazon's dominance of online commerce has created convenience for customers, but at great cost to other forms of retail, suppliers, and employees who have no power to fight back. The issues with Apple are different and, in my view, not comparable. Apple's anti-competitive behavior in the App Store does not threaten the economy or society, and its approach to privacy and consumer protection, especially compared with Amazon, Facebook, and Google, is exemplary. All right, so that's all I'm sharing from that article, but I will post a link to it if you want to read the whole thing. The point is that a case can be made why there are antitrust issues with some of our largest tech companies, and there may be repercussions coming. I don't know, but we'll find out. I think it could be in October that our Department of Justice might do something about that. And that might be part of the reason why I'm picking up more of a big cycle in healthcare coming rather than technology. Not that tech isn't going to continue to do well, but I think we're just going to have a shift and we're going to have more interest, more money invested in healthcare and longevity and all different kinds of holistic health and new kinds of treatments and medications and supplements and all kinds of new technology available for healthcare that is soon made available to us. So that is the next big trend, mainly because of demographics and where people spend their money. Now, the Trump administration came out this week and talked about a possible new healthcare plan. So there may be new things in there as well. This whole healthcare situation is just primed to be turned upside down. And there might be some advantages there. I'm not being political one way or the other. I'm just saying different is different. And this plan will be different. So those are all of my October surprises (laughs) that I think are coming at us. Not to mention, there's probably many on the political side as well. I'm just sharing with you the financial side surprises that I see, and those are vast and dramatic. So while we haven't gotten to the bottom of this correction yet, I think we will, and when we do, the market will take off into the election. So if your heart has been sinking during this pullback, Take heed because I don't think that you need to worry. I think we are going to come roaring back in a big way. And you can use this recent pullback and the bottom in early October to be a tremendous buying opportunity because stocks will be on sale 
and there will be some tremendous bargains out there. But remember, you also want to look in the healthcare industry because that's where the new money is going to find its way to be flooding and buying up undervalued companies. So we've got a new exciting frontier ahead of us with healthcare, biotech, etc. And it's just beginning. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.